Welcome, Capo Beach Faith family, to another episode of our Capo Beach Church podcast, brought to you by our brilliant production team, led up by Grant and Jason. They are here, but you cannot see them. They're behind the camera, hidden as usual, but always want to give them a shout out for all the work that they're doing. I must say that these podcasts are interesting, and I'm actually kind of enjoying them. Um, I, I need to say from the start that it's a podcast, so it's designed for you to listen, though we also create an opportunity for you to watch on YouTube. But you might find that I don't always look at the camera because I'm still appreciating it's a podcast and no one's actually well, there are some people here. You just can't see them, but you're not here. So at times I'll look at you, the camera, but sometimes I might just look down like I am now or look to the side and please don't be offended because after all, it's a podcast. So it's designed for you to listen in your car. If you're watching it in your car, you better not be driving. If you are, pull over right now and park while watching this, uh, but it's designed for you to listen to. And this week I uh, have a lot to share about and I thought since I made an announcement regarding the fact that I will share my personal opinions on things, on culture, and at times things that I won't share at the stage, <laughs> and of all the things I said in the announcement, that's all anyone remembered. They were like, how do I get that podcast to hear Matt's opinion so I can judge him? No, I'm just kidding. You, none of you, none of you would ever do that, would you? Yes, we all love to judge each other, but I'm feeling the need to express to you kind of my thought process on some different cultural things that have come up. And clearly this week of all weeks has brought so many things to the forefront. We've this week seen that our governor and the LA mayor have been maskless while taking pictures of Magic Johnson. Uh, we've also heard this week that the Daily Wire just released an article, fascinating article. I'd encourage you all to read. It's at the Daily Wire. It is called How the, Gover How the Federal Government Used Evangelical Leaders to Spread COVID Propaganda. Interesting, interesting title. Well, to be fair, let me read you the whole title because I think I cut it off there. The actual title of the article is, in its entirety, how the federal government used evangelical leaders to spread COVID propaganda to churches. So specifically to the church. And of course, we're dealing with lots of people and their frustration of what's happening with inflation right now. So I thought, man, this is a great chance to kind of say what, what my perspective is and what I've been feeling, what I've been thinking in regards to what we've been through in the last two years in regards to masks and mandates and vaccines uh, and the role the church has played and as a communication vehicle that's sometimes been good and sometimes not so good, uh, and then kind of where we're at today. I think it's important first to acknowledge something about my life personally. Uh, I am born and raised in New York. Uh, in my core, I'm a New Yorker. You don't ever tell a New Yorker what to do, like old school New York. Old school New York is don't tell me what to do. If you tell me what to do, I don't even trust you if I'm supposed to do it. And we're kind of the people that see a sticker price tag on an object in a store and we think everything's negotiable. Let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna negotiate my electric bill. I'm gonna negotiate my hospital bill. Like that's just like the old school New Yorker. And you've probably seen movies where they're the loudest people in the room. You can barely understand them. They use the F word all the time. And Everyone uh, has a hard time controlling that deep down inside me, the non-redeemed Matt Whitlock that still resides there. And 
that makes me oftentimes resistant when being told to do something. But I know inside myself that I have Jesus and Jesus has made me a new creation and I'm learning to live the Beatitudes within my life. And I will walk in, in mercy and love and grace towards people around me. But at my core, inside of myself, that idea of big government or being told what to do or having a sense of loss of me being able to be control my health decisions. It lights a little fire inside of myself because of my culture. Now my wife is not from that kind of culture. She is born in LA, but raised in Seattle and a Korean American family. Now what you need to understand about that is her parents immigrated here from Korea and then she was born here. So she is American, but she's called Korean American because when she was at home growing up, it was essentially like being in America. But when she went, I'm sorry, when she was at home growing up, it was essentially like being in Korea. But when she stepped outside of her home, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not in Korea anymore. I'm in America. So she had this cross culture. But if you know anything about Koreans, or most Asian cultures or warm climate cultures, because it's not just Asian, I would say it's Latin cultures as well. There is a general understanding of community sticking together. Um, no one has needs in the sense that they shouldn't because you're sharing of what you have. Now, in certain parts of Latin America, we don't see that as much, but definitely in places like Korea, there's a, 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 a massive desire to take care of everyone, help everyone. Uh, you would never see a group of young Korean Americans going to movie theater and two people running in first and the other people coming in later. They would only all go together. No one is ever left behind. Everyone goes together. And so when the pandemic hit and once we kind of knew what we were dealing with, uh, once the mandate started rolling out, I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. Like, I don't know. We got to think about this. Like, let's think quickly. Does the government really care for us? They really want to make sure we're okay. Is someone controlling us here? Where my wife was saying, we just need to do what they're telling us to do because everyone's in this together. And there's almost a bit of compliance for the sake of love, but it's such a great compliance. Uh, it's almost like you don't even question it. You just trust that people in authority have your best interest in mind. And your Korean culture would say, if we have to sacrifice ourselves for everyone else to be healthy, we'll be the first ones to do it. Okay. So you can only imagine the discussions that go on in my house with someone raised in New York thinking no one's the boss of me. Government definitely doesn't have the best thing in mind. And I will negotiate any bill you send me to my wife. Who's like, do whatever it takes to give them what they need to make sure everyone's safe and everyone's okay. So this is not even us stepping outside of the house in the Orange County yet. This is just what happens inside of our house, morning, noon, and night in our conversations. And it's allowed me to be thoughtful about where I stand on some of these things because in my own home, we have to constantly be thoughtful with each other around where we stand with some of these things. So I'm always trying to give the benefit of doubt. I'm always trying to... Um, Understand, well, you know, do masks work, not work? Well, CDC is even breaking it down right now that masks that don't totally work. But generally, we know that at least something over your face could help at least a bit. And maybe if everyone did that overall, hopefully that might help. And it seems like a pretty minimum ask for people to do. But of course, because we live in a society where everyone wants to kind of 
at times control other people. It would appear to be that some people are more adamant on than others, and it's it's confusing. So I'm so I'm always trying to see from other sides. So even when recently we saw these wonderful pictures. Thank you, Magic Johnson. I don't know if he intended to create this utter chaos on the comments of his Instagram posts when he posts pictures. I'm like, what are you doing, Magic? Like, what? why would you do that? And what are they even doing around Magic? Doesn't Last I checked, he had HIV AIDS. He's immunocompromised. And then he's inviting people in his booth. And then you see Newsom and Garcetti and the mayor of San Francisco. They're taking a picture without a mask. Of course, the internet exploded, specifically people more wired like me. But I tried to be reasonable. So I went back, looked at the post a little carefully, zoomed in. I did notice, to be fair, Garcetti, and I can't remember her name, mayor of San Francisco, they did in fact both have masks in their hands, so maybe they were wearing it one time. Then I tried to look at Newsom, I zoomed in, I noticed one hand didn't have a mask, but it looked like maybe the other hand behind him did. So I put a post up saying, hey, everyone's freaking out. Of course, we're all frustrated. We're two years into this thing. It's obviously a contradiction we're living in. If it's a national, if it's a state of emergency in California, yet we're having the Super Bowl here, like clearly, I mean, should we even be doing that? But that being said, you know, it looked like these guys had their masks on. And then, and then one of my lovely friends decides to send me a video, Newsom, of him walking around clearly without his mask on and had nothing to do with taking a picture. And I'm like, okay, now I'm getting thrown under the bus. And so for me, I've kind of just been the mindset of no human is perfect. No one's going to do it right. In my heart of hearts, I do think we're at a stage now where we're at in California that people should be able to choose for themselves. I do think a motivation for people should be motivate them out of love to help one another, not mandate and control these things to happen. And of course, anytime a leader, I mean, come on, Newsom, did you not? read any leadership articles. Anytime a leader says something, you kind of got to do it, bro. Like it's just, it's just making it harder for you. So I want to give the man the benefit of the doubt. I want to, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, you know, he's just trying to do what he can to do his best. But, but ultimately I also know that humans are just inherently, as Paul says, we're, we're completely selfish, power hungry individuals. And so I don't expect Newsom to do the right things. I don't expect Newsom to be the to be Jesus, you know, in Sacramento. He's a, he's a human being. He's going to have his own selfish desires, desire for his own power, to, to play to whatever politics that are occurring. Like I get all that. So I'm not I'm not so disappointed by him because I'm not expecting him to be anything more than a sinful guy that's in leadership. But of course, we'll probably write books about some of these um, mishandlings of what he's done with what he's asked people to do. With that being said, I am of the mind that I don't think these kids should be masked in schools right now. Like I just fortunate enough that my wife and I don't have our kids in that scenario, but I do think that there's a lot of other things that can be done to keep kids safe. If that is after all what they're trying to do, than just making them wear masks. Because we all know the kids are touching their faces more because of it. We all know the kids are still getting sick even though, they, even though they're wearing masks. But we also know there's a lot of fallout from what it's doing with a lot of these kids' mental health by having to wear these masks, not being able to appropriately interact with other children, see the expressions on their face, pick up you know, kind of that connection with other kids. And that's having a ton of fallout with all the stats that are coming in right now. So if we're going to look at science, let's look at as updated science as we can to see that there's some fallout for that stuff. So 
So that's what I feel about that. And now I'm telling some of you have already paused the podcast. You've already deleted this thing. You're probably leaving Capitol Beach Church. I'd ask if you're going to leave, would you at least email me first and say bye <laughs> or say, can we have coffee and talk about why you believe that? Uh, but that's kind of where I stand. So for me, I've never made that a public statement from the pulpit because that's not the place to do that. We come to church to hear about God's word and Jesus's kingdom trumps all that we're dealing with. And if we have your time for 60 minutes, we don't want to sit there and fill it up with stuff. You're already talking about all week long from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We want to say, hey, let's reset our vision on the things of Jesus. But of course, I have some personal opinion, but you have to know that my personal opinion, I'm also trying to sort that out because the cultures of my family, the cultures of my friends. I have friends that are the most extreme conspiracy theorists and they're brilliant people. Actually, let's not even say conspiracy theorists. I have the most extreme opinionated friends that there is a massive agenda of totalitarian regime that's coming on the pipelines. But then I have brilliant friends that are like, man, the vaccine mandates are the best we could do. And the vaccine is God's revelation to give us a way to fight this thing. So both brilliant Christian men who love the Lord. So who am I to just rally on one side or the other? We need to look at the world in wisdom. Ultimately, I think that the thing that I am the most concerned about is what, whether it's a mask or a vaccine, I do believe that humans should be able to choose for themselves how to handle their health. And that's where I don't, I do not, I do not support the vaccine um, mandates where we're actually going to take people's livelihoods away. I personally can't, I can't get behind that. People should be able to choose what they do with their health. And a bit of the ideology that's in the world right now that we're going to pick and choose what you have a choice over and what you don't have a choice over, I just, it, it makes my, my head hurt. And so I don't want to get into that too much. I'd love to talk to any one of you that would love to talk more with me about that. You're probably confused even more about where I stand. And that's probably, that's probably good. So we'll just leave that one there. Inflation is something that, people are experiencing right now in mass. I mean, my wife's in real estate. She just listed a house in West Covina. It's not a very nice house. Uh, actually, I don't think it's kind of a dump. Let's just be honest. And I can say that because I don't think her clients are listening to this podcast because I think we only have like 70 of you so far. So clearly they're probably not there. Um, but it's kind of a dump. She listed it for like a certain price and she got 40 offers up to a hundred thousand dollars more for this place. Like things are crazy right now. Uh, price gas prices through the roof. You can have your political opinions upon that or not. Um, food through the roof, supply chain problems. You know, some of this were blaming on politics, whatever, but you got to admit, like when you stop the world for a period of time, it's going to take a long time for it to get up and running again. So I, I think it's a good wise response to it. Of course, there is price gouging right now. But here's the thing with inflation. I've, I have a very smart friend who, and, you, and I'll always say this because all my friends are smarter than me because I'm smart enough to have smart, smarter friends than I am. I have a friend who's a brilliant business guy, works in the electronic vehicle industry, has done great strides in that industry. He's not Elon Musk, but he's in that category of individual. And he said, Matt, you know, I'll, I'll tell you how you stop inflation. I'm like, well, what do we do? Like, what has to happen? Is the bubble break? Blah, blah, blah. Is the stock market crying? He goes, here's how inflation stops. Tell my wife to not spend $6,000 on that one couch she wants to buy. He goes, if everyone decides to just stop spending all the money on the expensive stuff, inflation stops. But the more that 
we keep buying and purchasing and the more money people keep raising the prices. And if we keep paying them, that will keep driving it up. So I think there's something to be said about that, that maybe we're in a season right now where the prices are high. Maybe we should consider like pulling back, being better with our money right now. My family's talking about that right now. There's things we wanted to do this year. Maybe it's not the year. Maybe we need to back off a little bit. Maybe we need to just have some fun that's a bit cheaper. Maybe we need to not be the ones out there boosting up the prices because we're willing to keep paying those different prices. And maybe, maybe, maybe if all of us just kind of pulled back on our spending a little bit, we'd probably see the prices start coming down. Now, those of you that are economists on this podcast right now within our church, you are just going, Matt, I'm going to buy a guy calculator. He does not understand how this whole thing works. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm simplifying it too much. But I do think there's something to be said about inflation happening because of supply chain issues, as well as because as consumers, because of the fear that we've been caught in and the desire to numb ourselves, I think we're spending even more as a way of coping right now. And that's giving people the ability to continue to rise the prices as we keep spending all the money because we want more because we're trying to escape the chaos and the fear that we're you know, experiencing right now. That's just my thoughts. And after all, that's what this podcast is about. It's just my thoughts and some teaching and eventually some friends. So I'm sure that some of you are wondering, so Matt, will you organize a rally to stand against some of these mandates? And I would say for me personally, I would not because while I think that we should have the ability to choose for ourselves, I think there's a lot of people that feel very passionate about being those individuals and organizing those. And I think that they should do them. For me personally, I do not feel, now this is me personally, again, I do not feel that with the role that I have in people's lives, it's my job to be pulling on one side or the other and rallying them to that. There's plenty of people in our area that they can go follow that are particularly passionate, know activism better than I do, understand legislation much deeper than I grasp it, know the right boards to meet with. Now, like, There's plenty of people that do that. I don't feel that me as a pastor, that it is my role to rally or push in the short time I have in people's lives, people in a direction for or against any of the things that are coming down right now. And I know some of you probably disagree with me on that. You think that I should, but I just, when I think of Jesus, when he was living, it was the most politically hot time. One of the few in all of Israel's history was one of the few most politically hot times. Israel's had a lot of oppression that's been in their, their story. You know, they've had a lot of, from the Assyrians, to the Babylonians, to the Greeks and the Romans, like they've had several, um, very hot political times where people are coming in, trying to oppress them, steal their land, you know, do all the terrible things to them. When Jesus came, it was probably one of the greatest in some respect. And he rarely rallied them to handle the most pressing issues of the day. He always spoke of a kingdom that transcended all those issues and essentially said, you're free, not because you're making everyone protest. You're free because you're now part of the kingdom of God. And because you are a citizen of the kingdom of the land, you have, you have the ultimate freedom. 
And so then that allowed them to then negotiate for the individual what they did with their rights. If they feel they need to speak up because of some of the rights are being lost, if they felt that they needed to not speak up because they wanted to lay down their rights. I mean, after all, Jesus was killed on a cross for completely something he didn't do. Yet we forget that he was willing to lay down his rights for the sake of us to enter into kingdom. Now, don't get that twisted with this whole ridiculous campaign that the church has jumped into around the vaccine and mandates with love thy neighbor. I just, I think that I just, I can't, I can't stand that. And I just don't think that it's wise that churches have aligned themselves and said, loving your neighbor means you do these things. That's it's, and, and I just don't like any kind of generalist thing like that. You just, you can't do that. Like you get to decide because the first part of the commandment is loving God, your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You get to decide then how is God calling you to love your manner in that way? So as a church, we can invite people to say, this could be an opportunity, but the idea that we've attached some of these decisions around this commandment from Jesus, I just, I, I, I don't like it. And in fact, that daily, that daily wire article, which I'd encourage all, all of you to read, it's, it's written very well. And it comes from, a, a, in many ways, um, a not conservative um, news source at all, but they're essentially saying, Hey churches, how are you willing to go along with this? Love your neighbor thing. When so much of the people involved had no interest in Jesus or anything that the kingdom stood for, yet you supported this. So I think it just got so, so twisted and muddled. So I'm not saying that when I'm saying delaying down your rights, but I do believe that as Christians, we have to always live in the tension of knowing that we should play a part in our local society, but always knowing that ultimately we're part of the kingdom of God. And that creates, I mean, that creates a tension, but I think if you're comfortable living in that tension, you'll find the best wise way forward. Because as I live in the tension of like, this is ridiculous. Why are they putting a mask? They don't even work. But then going, what's the big deal? It's just a mask. And if it makes other people feel more comfortable, am I willing to lay down my right to not wear it for the sake of being able to make someone else one more comfortable? As long as I, as long, I feel like if we can live in that tension, I feel like we find the wisest way forward. And I, I believe, I believe personally, some of you might not agree with me, but I believe we as Capitol Beach Church in these two years have done that well. I feel like we have lived in the tension of all of this and done our best to do enough to keep people that still go to our church that they might not ever know, but that are probably sitting next to somebody that sees things completely different than them, but are able to come and be part of our church because ultimately focus on the kingdom of God. And so I think personally, that's what we should be looking at and trying to do. So those are my thoughts on masks, vaccine mandates, um, praying that this doesn't get flagged as misinformation. It's just my opinions. And I'm not as popular as anyone like a Joe Rogan. I'm just simply a little guy that lives by the beach that's got some ideas for his little community. So my encouragement to you, church, in this coming season is to always be willing to walk in the tension of what it looks like to lay down your rights because you're part of the kingdom of God. 
and knowing when to stand up to fight for those rights and knowing when to step back and lay down those rights. Because ultimately, ultimately, we're now citizens of a kingdom that's not of this earth, but that's eternal. It touches down here and it eventually comes and manifests here, but that's the kingdom that we're ultimately a part of. So... All right. As always, please feel free to email me, mattw at capochurch.com. Any questions or comments on anything I've said here today, I'd love to have coffee, give you feedback, let you give me some feedback. I'm looking forward to talking with you with some of my friends that I've been contacting recently that are willing to jump on this podcast. Not sure it's going to happen. Need to talk to Jason and Grant and see if it's even possible. It's in the vision. We want to do it, but we're not sure how it's actually going to occur, but that's the plan. All right, bless you, Capo Beach Faith family, and hope you enjoyed another episode of our Capo Beach Church podcast.